1: Chipped ham and football, that's what Pittsburgh does. Thanks for joining us again, everybody. Uh, I know everyone on Earth has a podcast, so we do appreciate you checking out ours here. Uh, as always, I'm Brian Batko of the Post-Gazette, joined today by Carmen Vitali of Fox Sports. She specializes in the NFC North, so we're going to get into a, a plethora of topics. Well, it's, it's <laughs> November, I guess, uh, so I should call it a cornucopia of topics. Carmen, thanks so much for being here. How are you?
0: I'm good. I've got the decorations going and everything. So I'm really in the spirit of of fall and Thanksgiving and all that.
1: (laughs) My three-year-old this morning wanted to start decorating for Christmas already. We've never been those people, but like, he's just so, I told him, I was like, Thanksgiving is first. He's like, yeah, but can I decorate for Christmas early? I'm just Mm -hmm. like, all right, I guess we can get a few things. But he wanted the tree, and I said, no no tree just yet. No, so maybe no tree send, yet. I'll send them to your place <laughs> it, then.
0: I was going to say, it bring, I'm, I'm about to decorate for Christmas, so I can't talk because it just brings me a lot of joy. And it doesn't mean that I skip over Thanksgiving, but I will also be working on Thanksgiving because I work on pretty much every Thanksgiving. And uh, speaking of the NFC North, yeah, the Green Bay Packers are going up to Detroit for the Thanksgiving. So that's those are my plans. Uh, Christmas is, it, although Christmas now has, the last few years, have <laughs> had games on it, and it's not quite the holiday it is uh, when you work in the sports industry.
1: For sure, and the Steelers are in Seattle over New Year's this year, so yeah, the holidays from the NFL season are just uh, are not the same. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll kick around some Steelers-Packers on this episode. Maybe a little Josh Dobbs is back in the spotlight, yeah. a little Steelers-Bears trade speculation that didn't come to pass uh, really just about every Team in the NFC North kind of piques our interest in some way at the moment. And all our talk today is presented by Pella. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save on energy costs year-round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella windows and doors to find the right product for your home and your budget. Give them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning On your new windows and doors installation with Pella, windows and doors of Pittsburgh. So, Carmen, anytime we have national folks on this show, I like to try to just start by getting a pulse for how the Steelers are perceived from the outside. I mean, obviously, you focus on a different division, uh, not even an AFC division. But just from your perspective, like what are your thoughts from afar on the Steelers or particularly Kenny Pickett, who we followed every game of here in this media market for the past seven years at this point I'm just curious uh, you know regardless of of how much Steelers football you've seen to this point in 2023
0: I don't know what kind of deal the Steelers made in the beginning of the season I don't know what kind of blood magic they've been up to in spooky season but the fact that they're five and three and haven't don't they break in the bottom third in every major category offensive and defensively I don't, know what, I don't know what to make of the Steelers, quite honestly. Obviously, Mike Tomlin is such a great, he's a re- well-revered coach, well-respected coach across the league, and he seems to kind of pull these posit- positives out of every season. He seems to have, obviously, he has a winning record every season, uh, and nobody knows quite how he's doing it, and this year is no exception. This year might be the most confusing year, uh, given the fact that and the Steelers just can't muster much on offense. Kenny Pickett's not doing well. Everybody wants to fire Matt Canada. Uh I don't know. I it just it, it's it's baffling to me from an outsider perspective.
1: Yeah, it's it's not any less confounding here like the big stat that was making the waves after their Thursday night win against the Titans was uh outgained in their first eight games and they're the only team that can say that uh, in NFL history I believe that also has five wins in their first eight games so yeah it doesn't really make a lot of sense um, like any thoughts on Pickett who I feel like there's some similarities some parallels with Jordan Love that we can get into but guys who are following the guy in that city and you know weren't highly drafted QBs back half of the first round and yet I feel like the you know, there's been some good and some bad. I know Jordan Love's numbers were uh, were pretty nice over the weekend, but um, you know, is, is Pickett somebody who like does he move the meter at all for somebody who goes back and forth between, uh, like you were telling me off air Chicago and, and LA when he's over here in Pittsburgh?
0: Let's face it, though, the NFC North outside of the Packers hasn't really been used to good quarterback <laughs> play, so I, they don't really know what good quarterbacks look like anyway. Uh, I grew up in Chicago, and that is just a notorious
1: city for it's defense. Long suffering, I, long suffering quarterback city.
0: <laughs> like they are just Chicago fans are just desperate for anybody. That's why they're still trying to make Justin Fields work and make all of the excuses <laughs> under the sun for why he should stay, and he hasn't gotten a fair shake and all that other stuff. Uh, but I think you bring up a good point in parallel Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love. Uh, the, these are both guys, like you said, that are back of the first round, but they're still first round quarterbacks. And I mean, there was a reason that Jordan Love was taken when he was, and he had the opportunity to get a little bit more acclimated to his team and to learn his offense before he was actually going to become the guy. Sure. So when you t- when you take it from that perspective, I mean, what Kenny's been able to do the last couple of seasons is basically what he was drafted to do but at the same time uh you know the, the Steelers aren't scoring a ton of points the production just isn't there offensively and he, how much of that do you blame Matt Canada for I think probably a lot um and then with it with Jordan Love you know he does have an offensive guru as his head coach and yeah. play caller so I think that that kind of has helped him a little bit more Sunday was Jordan Love's third game this season of over uh, having a passer rating of over 100 so that's a pretty good I know that there's been some worries with his completion rate and all that other stuff but at the same time he's producing they're finding ways to win games as they did against the Rams on Sunday uh there was a little bit of a skid there I don't think people quite know what to make of Jordan Love yet but Packers fans I don't know if Steelers fans are like this too we're very anxious to make a judgment and get an evaluation on yeah, Jordan Love. it's a referendum
1: Love. every week. Referendum every week on can... Kenny Pickett, for sure.
0: And I'm just like, listen, Jordan Love has been in this, <laughs> in this in the NFL as a starter for less than half a season. You need to to have some more patience here. So Green Bay fans, Pittsburgh fans, I think they all have that in common and just don't know what to make of their quarterback's quite yet.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, the Packers coming here Sunday. You know, they're in similar boats, albeit with the records flipped. I mean, they're franchises mm-hmm. whose fan bases can be, uh, let's just say, hard to please. Uh, they expect a lot. They're yeah. they're still both very much spoiled in that trip <laughs> the spoiled. Yeah, you you said it, not me. They're both still in that transition <laughs> phase post legendary QB. Like mm-hmm. you know, I asked you for your big picture thoughts on the Steelers. In fairness, mine on the Packers are one of the more just. Blah teams in the NFL right now. Jordan Love, you know, I've never really been a big Jordan Love believer because in the late stages of Ben Roethlisberger, every year's QB class, you know, there, there kind of had to be some analysis done by us in Pittsburgh of like, should they take a chance on this guy being the you know the bridge to the next generation? But um, you know, it just feels like they're they're kind of in neutral right now and. You know, yeah, Matt LaFleur is, is one of those coaches up there with Mike Tomlin in terms of overall record, as long as they've been in the chair, but it does help when you have a future Hall of Famer taking those snaps. And you know, the Packers are coming off probably one of the more blah wins of the weekend, too. Although it wasn't their fault that they faced the a Rams team with Brett Rippin at quarterback, right? Yeah. We took it all.
0: We brought them to our last an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in
1: the end what will I become Senwa Saga Hellblade 2
0: play it now with Game Pass yeah and the thing was you saw the Packers finally do what they were supposed to though in that the defense stepped up, albeit against a backup. I understand that. uh, Allowed just three points throughout the game. I mean, the the Rams just couldn't get anything going, uh, although it still kind of seemed like a tough-fought win for the Packers. Uh, But, I mean, you know, 13 of their points didn't come until, I believe, the second second half, and 10 of those 13 points came in the fourth quarter. That's kind of been a trend so far with the Packers as they just kind of take a while to figure things out. But the difference was... Jordan Love finally got to lean on the people and the guys that the Packers said he was going to be able to lean on. He was able to lean on the defense, who was, you know, not only were they limiting the points that the Rams were scoring, they actually mustered a couple of takeaways and the Packers, lo and behold, got 10 points off of those two takeaways. And that's something that the Packers have been struggling with all year is just generating takeaways. That's not something the defense has been able to do, which is why it's so blah. And then you also had the run game. You had Aaron Jones have 20 touches on the ground alone, had 99 yards of scrimmage. He was finally the guy that, you know, Jordan Love could lean on and and took some of the heat off of him. I think the split that I saw is 26 pass attempts by Jordan Love and 38 rushes between Aaron Jones and the rest of the backs. So Matt LaFleur afterwards said, you know, we were trying to pass the ball in that first half. Good things weren't happening. We need to keep doing this with Aaron Jones. And if they do, They are going to be a pretty complete team for the Steelers defense to have to contend with and for any team to have to contend with. And I don't know why they've been making themselves one dimensional (laughs) with a rookie quarterback, essentially rookie quarterback, I should say, uh, and and making things harder on him when they should be trying to help him out every step of the way.
1: Yeah, maybe they're finding their recipe for the rest of the way, but it, it won't be easy against the Steelers defense that, uh, you know, I, I imagine they also would have cooked Brett Ripon, but we, we will never know because they had to face <laughs> Matt Stafford a few weeks ago in LA and to their credit, uh, they did get the job done, but uh, you know, you mentioned the Packers, uh, what was it? 20 to, to three, the Steelers haven't blown out anybody this season. So that's, that's no. one more uh, double digit win uh, than Pittsburgh has. So at, at least they've got that going for them. Uh, second half of the show, we are going to get into some of those other storylines that don't pertain to this game specifically, uh, but first, a quick word from Goldberg, Persky and White. If you were diagnosed with mesothelium or lung cancer, call your local attorneys at Goldberg, Persky and White. For over 40 years, their firms represented thousands of lung cancer and mesothelium victims. Call one 800 complex or visit GPWlaw.com for a free consultation. Also, a word from Pro- Propel Schools. Their 13 public charter schools in Allegheny County built a solid academic foundation for lifelong learning and offer more personalized instruction at every level for your child's kindergarten through 12th grade education journey. Give your children the quality education they deserve by visiting Propel Schools and you can apply at propelschools.org. Uh, Carmen, let's start with one of the better stories of the week right now in the NFL. We, we can both agree that, you know, the Packers win wasn't much to write home about even though they needed it. Uh, the Steelers haven't played since Thursday, but all eyes Sunday were on Josh Dobbs, former Steelers draft pick way back in 2017. It's now 2023, and I'd say six years later, uh, he probably just had the best game of his career. What can you tell us about what Dobbs did for the Vikings on Sunday? And and like what's the vibe for him the rest of this season in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins lost to that torn Achilles?
0: I can't overstate how well Josh Dobbs did on Sunday and how hard what he did is. To come in, I mean, he's talking about after the game how he's never taken a snap from Garrett Bradbury at the Viking Center. He's never the offensive line has never heard Josh Dobbs with cadence. Josh Dobbs has never thrown to any of these receivers before, and they don't know the ins and outs and all that stuff. Josh Dobbs doesn't even know the language that he is trying to operate and speak. Uh, he doesn't have the playbook, you know, in and, and, and he comes from a drastically different system in Arizona. So it was so incredible to see him rise to the occasion and to see the team rally around him. Again, I cannot overstate how hard what Josh Dobbs did on Sunday was. And then I don't think anybody had the expectation that the Vikings were going to come away with a win. I was even saying this week that Josh Dobbs is a placeholder for Minnesota. I don't necessarily think that's not true anymore, just because you know he pulled out this wonderful win um, but I'm not going to, you know, harp on that because it's a wonderful story. I do think that it's a way for Minnesota to keep all of their options open. And that's why they had Jaron Hall start that game. I think that's getting you know, lost in this is that Jaron Hall, their rookie fifth round pick out of BYU was the one that started this game and then got out with a concussion. So Josh Jobs was just thrown in there completely not expecting to play. And I still think that this is a way for Minnesota to figure out maybe what they have in Jaron Hall. But I think Dobbs has kind of made the case for like, no, you don't need to see what you have in this rookie. If anything, you have me right now. And if you're not going to go out and get a better quarterback, like I'm at least the second best option at this point uh, come the end of the season. So it was an incredible feat. Really love to see him. I mean, this man is a little rocket rocket scientist. He's like, yeah he's going I going mean, to go work for really NASA when he's done he's with
1: this. Guys around the league, like you can't hear a bad word about him. He's been on a bunch of different teams now. And like you said, yeah. he's kind of just been a placeholder everywhere he's been. He was a nice little Cinderella story the first few weeks for the Cardinals. But everybody always kind of anticipated Kyler Murray's going to come back for a team that probably rather lose more than they win this year anyway. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty remarkable for Dobbs having just gone to the Vikings in that deadline deal and uh at, at most maybe he passed by jordan addison in the parking lot at the Pitt steelers facility right. uh, he didn't of, know these
0: full names he didn't know his like receivers full names he just saw the name on the back of the jersey it was like you bradbury over here
1: <laughs> yeah and he doesn't He's even, even have well. uh the yeah it doesn't even have the luxury of just seeing jefferson and throwing to that because uh the, the nfl's <laughs> leading returning receiver uh also out for the vikings so you know maybe there'll be one of the the fun stories here over the second half uh not so fun of a story is we but, mentioned them briefly earlier the Bears uh where you are I mean as we go around the NFC North I I know the deadline was a week ago now but this is my first show since then and here in Pittsburgh there was a, a lot of buzz about the Steelers sniffing around Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson I mean he ultimately didn't go anywhere um he stayed in Chicago they made uh you know another move bringing in Montez Sweat from Washington Carmen how much do you know about what Actually transpired there what the bears may have been asking for whether the Steelers might have been close. I can only assume that uh, after last year's chase Claypool heist, maybe Chicago just blocked Omar Khan's number and he had to send a carrier pigeon uh, to even inquire about any (laughs) trades this year.
0: And they're a little, they're a little salty about that trade. I can (laughs) tell you that much. Uh, did not work out but at the same time I kept saying it too at the time I'm like if Mike Tomlin doesn't want this dude and Mike Tomlin can't make it work and Mike Tomlin made it work with Antonio Brown for as long as he did there's issues and clearly there were but that's neither here nor there that's been (laughs) the past at this point the Chicago Bears I don't think ever wanted to and still don't want to let Jalen Johnson go we heard that Ryan Poles said you know I think that in order to get the same caliber player to replace Jalen Johnson, that's a first or second round pick, and that's a high, that's a steep price to pay for a guy that also, no matter what he says, I think wants to reset the corner market. Yeah. And does he have the body of work to substantiate that? I'm not so sure. I think he's a good corner on a bad team, and that kind of overinflates how good he looks necessarily. So um, I don't know what Jalen Johnson is asking for. Both sides said that you know they don't have a firm number. But Jalen Johnson did throw out a thirty million dollar figure, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm worth like thirty million dollars." I'm like, <laughs> "No one's worth thirty million dollars." The highest paid corner right now, Jair Alexander in Green Bay, is making twenty one million. Yeah. So it's I think they're at odds as to how much Jalen is worth, which is very common, um, especially I feel like in the defensive skill positions and the other and the offensive skill positions. But uh, I don't think the Bears really had any intention of trading him. And I think that, I mean, Polls went out to L.A. When he went out to L.A. for when the Bears played the Chargers last Sunday, um, he met with Jalen's representation. That was part of the trip. That was part of the deal. Poles went out there especially for that in addition to the game. So they thought that they were kind of making progress. And then all of a sudden, Jalen Johnson was like, no, nah, I want to be traded. So I, I just don't think that Chicago has any intention, had any intention of letting him go, still doesn't have an intention of letting him go was part of the reason you make the the, you do the extension with Montez Sweat right away too, is you have that franchise tag freed up if you need it for Jalen Johnson while you continue to try to hammer this out.
1: Yeah, that makes sense, and it's it comes into focus now why the Steelers you know weren't going to give up too much if you know they already they're paying T.J. Watt top of the line defensive money twenty eight million a year for him Alex Highsmith uh, the other edge rusher in Pittsburgh just got a new deal so can't imagine they are going to be eager to, to back up the Brinks truck for a corner at this point. And at that point, you know, then it would have been a rental. So what are you really going to think of up at that point? Um, yeah. So that, that makes sense. Thanks for filling us in on that, Carmen, as much as Steelers fans would have liked to have seen, uh, you know, another lockdown corner opposite Joey Porter jr. Um, that didn't, that didn't come to pass. So, uh, well, before I let you go, anything else you wanted to, uh, to add either about, Steelers Packers this weekend you know we've got Cam Sutton over in Detroit for the NFC North leading Lions looks like he's making a difference in the secondary. anything you want to plug or or tell people where they can find you
0: yeah no I mean the Lions are a really fun team I know we didn't really talk about them but uh they're the most functional team in my division so I really appreciate them for that who who would have seen that coming a
1: couple years ago too
0: I know especially because yeah they've just they've been the picture of mediocrity for so long uh, but I really enjoy them. They're a fun team regardless of if they're winning. I was in that locker room when they were going through their one and six skid uh, earlier last season, and they were still joking around. I had guys asking me if I knew who Roddy Rich was, and they were laughing with each other and blasting music, and that's not a slight to the Lions. That's just how much they believe in each other. So they knew they were going to turn their season around. They sure, they sure as hell did, uh, and now they're the fun team in the NFC North. So uh, that's, I, I, those are, those are my guys that I like to talk about more, but uh, I understand they're on a buy uh, yeah, The Steelers Packers only play,
1: is, Steelers only play the Packers this year in the North. I know. So, yeah.
0: I know it's, there's not a whole lot of overlap between the NFC North and the AFC North, um, this year, but uh, I do think the Packers and Steelers game is going to be very interesting, and it's going to come down to just whoever is able to generate more takeaways as a defense. The and funny thing about these been- games,
1: are, I bet both fan bases are saying, this is a game we can win. Like, this, this, oh, we yeah. Should beat, we should oh, beat yeah. Jordan Love uh, or we should beat Kenny Pickett. We
0: should beat, beat Kenny Pickett and an offense that's not even averaging 20 points a game. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's absolutely the Packers attitude right now. Um, but they, again, it's going to come to the Steelers have been very good at taking the ball away, if nothing else. So I just think that maybe the, the Packers should take a play, page out of the Steelers uh, defense's book. But at the same time, if you want to follow anything that I'm doing, uh, Carmi V is me on Twitter and Instagram, C-A-R-M-I-E-V. And that's where I talk about everything at NFC North and basically NFL at large, especially if I find it funny.
1: Absolutely. And it was a funny weekend in a lot of ways. We had third string running backs kicking field goals and. It's so weird, man. The weird season. Season. Uh I was doing a lot of yard work while listening to red zone. So I was uh, mainly just kind of keeping one ear on it, but it was, it was a, it was a funny weekend for the Steelers to sit back and relax. Although every other team in the AFC North won, that seems to be uh, the pattern that's going on right now in this division. Yeah. Nobody can, can really separate, but uh, Hey, Carmen, I won't keep you any longer. I know you've got a, a busy week. Like all of us do who, cover the nfl and uh you know you don't even get a bye week or thursday night football like i, don't. Here in I Pittsburgh. don't so uh so thanks again really appreciate you taking some time out for us and uh and good luck the rest of the season okay
0: thank you you guys too
1: for sure uh for carmen Vitali of fox sports i'm brian Badcoe. thanks for tuning in as always thank you for checking out this content from post gazette sports if you watch this video on youtube please like the video and subscribe to our channel For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.